The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And yes, the Jets, the lowly, dysfunctional Jets, brother. We're going to talk about that and more here on show 396. Right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the post-game for <laughs> one of the most horrific games I can remember in a while, the J-E-T-S, the Jets. Next story will be hot seat. I call it hot feet. Yeah, because those coaches jumping around in front of the microphone <laughs> like their feet is on fire. Pre-game four, of course. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Queefs are coming to the Mecca. And who knows what can happen. Hell, even the lowly Chargers could even beat the Broncos. Unfrickin' believable. All that in the bone line right here. So let's roll it out. Before I start the show, Charles Woodson has expressed interest in coming back to Oakland. I think it would be a great idea. Hell, the man's earned it. That's for sure. Think about this season for Charles. It's been epic for me to see him come back. I'm glad he's here, and I'd like to see him stay another year because he wants to be here too. I think he sees something special. It's that time. It's time for the post game for the Jets. Brother, I can't believe this game. Start spreading the news. Let me just start off by saying I was sure, I mean, literally in my gut, that we would beat the Jets. I mean, (laughs) they're a mess. I guess not. Evidently, we're a mess because, well, in a very familiar turn of a season, far too many for sure, the Oakland Raiders' defense laid down and, well, gave it up. And by the time the offense was able to catch up, they couldn't quite catch up. And, well, it was amazing. Uh, McGloin played well. Marcel Reese gets the game ball for me. How are you today, Marcel? I'm I'm doing well. I'll tell your wife I said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Now I know we know that um, you're uh, you know a great competitor, and there's nothing good to be taken out of a loss. But that said, how gratifying was it for you to carry the uh, the uh, offensive load in terms of uh, running the ball yesterday and doing as well as you did? Uh, to be honest with you, with, with the outcome, the way it came out, the only gratifying thing is that that my team had trust in me. That um, you know, there's no need to bring anyone else in. That that we have everyone here that we need, and they had the confidence in me to be able to go and carry the load at a, at, at the running back position, um, and and not expect any any drop off. That's the only gratifying thing. You know, obviously, 
the most important thing that we want and we need is the win, and we didn't get that last night. There were some great plays in this game. Uh, let me tell you. But <laughs> we let this team – now, let me put it into perspective. And, and I'm not even going to do it because I'm going to let Sean of the Raider take an excellent blog. I've said it before. You guys got to check him out. But this is what he says about this game, and I think it is very much apropos. A headline after the game versus the Jets would be Geno Smith ends streak of five games without a frickin' touchdown pass. Just in time for Christmas, our defense has regressed to become the gift that keeps on giving. Smith's passer rating over the preceding three games were 10, 22, and 8. When he played the Raiders, it was a rating of 88. <laughs> Prior to today's game, Geno Smith was a punchline. Today, he is a storyline. Charles, Wood Charles Woodson called today's defense <laughs> inexcusable, and that wasn't all. You know, when you get a quarterback in the fourth quarter and lays his shoulder down and runs over your defensive back, it says a lot about what he thinks about your defense. I, I could not believe how terrible it was, but I have to reflect on what it is. This defense is, <laughs> is a bunch of guys trying to make a roster. And... Uh, you know, coaching aside, and I'll get into that in a little bit, but the defense is the, the part of the team that certainly let us down the most at the end of the game when our offense was trying to get going. Every time we scored, they would score right away. That is not how you win a game. Listen, 27 points, <laughs> you should be able to win some games. Our defense is hurting. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. Perhaps other teams have figured out what we're doing, the smoke and mirrors that we got going on, and they're attacking us at our weakest points. It's obvious that in the last three games, um, that's been going down for sure. Our defense is folded up, sometimes early, sometimes late. It doesn't matter because it's folding up one way or another. And other teams are taking advantage of that. And, well, they're winning, and we're not. The Jets game was a horrible, <laughs> it was a horrible thing to see, man. Making a guy like Geno Smith look like Kaepernick. Come on, man. Now, I know that this is like the coaching experiment. I know this season is not supposed to be all that, we're supposed to be going through these big deconstructions, reconstructions. I'm going to get into that in a little while. But come on, man. As far as I see, and I, I think I see football. I, I could be wrong. But I think this team has the players and the talent to win this game. This is a winnable game. We should have beat their ass right there in New York. I have no doubt about it. We have the talent. And I'm not sure if we have the coaching or not. But I know we got the talent. You can see it. 
I mean, there are moments when it's crazy brilliant. There are games that are insane. They're so good. And then we do this with the Jets. Make Rex Ryan go from a nervous Nelly like my last show. Now he sounds like he sounds like he's just been elected president of the United States. All cocky and proud, and yeah, I'm proud of my guys. I'm proud of they suck. The Jets suck, and we lost. And that is all I'm gonna say about that. Go, go, go. <laughs> I love this story. Yes. Is it a hot seat? Or you got some hot feet, partner? When you lose, oh, it's too hot. Well, it's that time of the year again. That's right. <laughs> I don't mean time for singing jingle bells and hanging up the mistletoe. I mean it's time of the year where we look at these coaches that pay get paid a lot of money. And see what their record is. And there's always a few that have their ass on the hot seat. Or in my case, I think it's more like having some hot damn feet. Like I said, man, watching these guys run around in front of the podium. It's like their feet are on damn fire. Uh, that was Rex Ryan last week before they played us. Yeah. Anyway. You know, there's a lot of coaches on the hot seat. You know, we got our coach as the number one coach per the mainstream media. And you know, that's not me. Coach Allen's number one, then comes closely Mike Shanahan. Shanahan, number two on the list, the guys that could get fired. Of course, Rex Ryan's on there. Even Garrett from the Cowboys, again, is on there. A couple of he's been on here a couple times. You know, Frazier, Rex Ryan, of course was on the hot seat, of course, before they played us. Yeah. But, you know, this is a time of year where there's always a speculation of which coach might leave. And let me just put it in perspective here about our coach. He makes $2.5 million a year compared to Shanahan, who makes $7 million a year. Three times the salary of, of Coach Allen. Not to give him excuses by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just telling you the compensation that is out there. Now, Allen looks like he might have an 8-win to 24-win uh, loss season at the end of this year. Who knows? I do know at during and after the Jets game, I was ready to have his ass on a plate <laughs> with a fork in it. You know, the coaching, I thought, in that game was not even close to being good enough. To play a team like the Jets and lose is an embarrassment to everyone, including the team and himself. Now, our coach looks a little weathered. He looks definitely nervous, but he has a slight bit of confidence that I see in him, and I'm sure you do too. Listen, the guy knows he's not going to get 
fired at the end of this season. I think at the end of the day... Mark Davis came out and said so. He said the plan was deconstruction, reconstruction, and let's see what happens. It's a three-year plan. We all kind of knew that, so let's just think about that for a second before we go diving into sticking a fork in our coach's ass. Bill Romanowski. Romo, what do you think of uh, Mark Davis talking about patience yesterday? You, you think he's uh, on the right track? Talking about what? Patience. He says you've got to be patient, and it's apparent that he's leaning towards keeping Reggie. He says, I don't want to say anything specific, but it's apparent that he, he right now is leaning towards keeping Reggie McKenzie for next year. You know, I, I think that's probably a pretty smart move. You know, I think with everything that Reggie had to do and what he inherited, I think he's done a pretty darn good job. And I think Dennis Allen has done a good job. So I think patience is probably a good word to use. Does patience work in the NFL? Um, When you think about it, Heck no. Patience doesn't work. Nobody's patient. Fans aren't patient. I'm not patient. Who is patient? Well, guess what? Sometimes when you're the owner of an organization and you're looking for, you're looking not just in the here and now, you have to look to the future one, two, five, ten years from now. You have to have wear a different hat, and that hat has to be one where I'm not patient. I want to win now. It's one where you got to be patient. It's one where I really like the guys I have in place. I have a good relationship with them. I trust them. They're working their butts off to try to fix this thing, and I'm going to stick with what I have done so far, because as we all know, this new structure that Marcus put in place is much different than the way the Raiders had been run for a long time. So with that being said, have been in this, running it this way for two years, I think patience is probably all right. I think the biggest thing that I see, and I've brought this up before, and I've heard some other analysts say this, is the culture has changed. They've brought in good guys that love the game of football, that play hard. We just don't have any superstars. So to change the culture, to me, is the biggest accomplishment Dennis Allen to put on his resume that he can take something that was pretty bad, that had some bad guys that didn't love the game, didn't respect the game, and he's now changed that culture, and now they're not penalized like they once were. They don't do a lot of stupid things. Games are managed correctly. Um, God, I can go on and on, guys. But Reggie McKenzie and Coach Allen are on a, a evidently a trek. <laughs> uh, it's like the Lord of the Rings for crying out loud. What episode? Is this episode 13? <laughs> oh, brother. 
Yes, agonizing though it is, we have to suffer through yet another season this year of buffoonery, smoke and mirrors, and yes, yes, we're trying to win every game, which I'm sure they are. Look, more effort this year, I got to say. I don't know what's going to continue for the rest of the season, but I know so far the team has played pretty hard. I know everyone's looking for a job and a paycheck, and good, because I like that attitude. But, you know, we're just not winning. And this was the plan for the beginning. I mean, we've been hanging in there, man. Trust me, the Raider Nation has been hanging tough with this team. And, yes, Allen, for every reason, should get his ass fired. And Reggie, for every reason, should get his ass fired. There's two philosophies here. We have to keep them in place or we got to kick their ass out. Now, for me... I'd love to see some stability, but I'd also like to see some fucking progress, man. I mean, come on. This this team should show something. From the San Francisco Chronicle Raiders insider Vic Tafer joins us. Vic, what's shaking, my man? Hey, boys. How you doing? I'm doing good. We are doing well, and it's all about that vote of confidence. And you know the vote of confidence can be great. Or it could be the kiss of death. What did you make of the vote of confidence, Mark Davis, to Reggie McKenzie? I think it makes sense. I think, obviously, you know, they knew they are going to tear it down and build it back up. So I think Mark's uh, a lot of faith in Reggie and obviously uh, gave a green light to cut all these guys and have all that dead money. And knowing this year might be kind of rough, so I think the plan is still in place where next year we'll have a lot of money to get some players. A lot of people, Vic, expected that Mark would opt- operate a, like, a lot like his dad did, and this is an indication that he's not. What, When you look at Mark and you look at Al, what are the distinctions that you make between the two? Well, definitely different. Obviously, Mark himself will tell you he's not a football guy like Al. He's not an X's and O's guy. He doesn't know all the ins and outs, but he's a big fan. Been around the game his whole life. He wants to have patience. He wants to build this thing the right way through the draft. I think Reggie's his guy to do that. So I will say, though, he's not totally unlike his dad. There's definitely um, there's a fire there. There's a little bit of a temper. So I think um, I wouldn't say Dennis Allen's totally safe as far as the next year goes quite yet. So I think uh, Mark's waiting to see the last three games play out before he decides on, on the coach for next year. If you were Mark Davis and you were Reggie McKenzie, what you've seen so far, what would you do with Dennis Allen? I think um, it's hard to say. Obviously, this last game wasn't great for Dennis. The, uh, the Jets game was kind of embarrassing. We gave up you know, 37 points to Geno Smith, and that offense had been so terrible the previous month. So um, hopefully that was an aberration. Hopefully they you know, get back to the competitive ways and they played some good ball the last year games. You know, hopefully they're going to have I think if they get a win, that'd be huge. If they stay close in all three games, that may be enough. But I think... Um, I think Dennis has shown some, some growth from last year, but there's still some question marks as far as if he's the right guy to turn us around. This this team should show something. I mean, it's shown hard, I guess, this year, but the record shows nothing to me. The record shows that we still need a lot of help. Now, you know, <laughs> Mark Davis has faith in the system. He's going to let it go. Three seasons, so we're we're stuck with everybody in place right now till the end of next season. Just forget about everything. You can complain all you want. That's the facts now. There's no doubt about it, so there's going to be no calling for Allen's ass or 
Calling for Reggie's ask. It ain't going to happen. Mark's not listening. He's he's invested in this, this plan. I just have some questions on the whole process because if it was deconstruction, reconstruction, well, I just have a question about when you hire Allen as a head coach and you, you see this staff come in, don't you have to approve those guys too? That was an incredible waste of a season. If we would have had even even Olsen, which I don't have too much faith in, but if we would have had him our first year and now our second year going into our third year, do you think it would have made a difference? Yes or no? You goddamn right it would have made a difference. The team would have been playing on the same doggone playbook. So, you know, I just that's one thing that bothers me a lot. Special teams changed. Four major coaches changed. The line coach, which we could have worked last year. See, uh, that first season was absolutely a waste, and it didn't have to be a waste. We should have had some strong, solid coaches behind Allen to begin with, and that was buffoonery by both Allen and Reggie. Doesn't matter. We're where we are. We're supposed to be between 60 and $70 million under the cap. And I might have butterflies flying out of my asshole because everything's going to get better next year. Well, let's hope so. You have to have some hope in this team. I think we have players we can keep. And so the coaching carousel is going to pass us up this year. That's a fact. Lovey Smith got picked up. And the Texans are now with a great defensive mind. And uh, they better watch out in that division because I think he's going to make some big moves and some big noise. We'll keep an eye on that next year. Coaching makes a difference. Look at the freaking Kansas City Chiefs, please. And as long as we're looking at them, well, we better talk about them. All right, it's time for the pregame for the Kansas City Chiefs. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. <coughs> Whatever. Hey, 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 hey. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming to Oakland. I love it. A divisional game at home. I don't care what their record is. I don't care how well they're playing. San Diego proved it last night when they beat the Bronco Hose at the Bronco Hose house. Epic game. Congratulations to the doggone nutless, boltless Chargers. Chargers, I just couldn't know who to root for better, but I can't stand Peyton Manning, and I hate the Bronco Hose, and it was epic seeing them get their ass beat in their own house. I loved it. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are coming to Oakland. They got a big-ass chip on their shoulder. They think they come here, and they're going to kick some ass. This is a divisional freaking game. This is a game that, listen, we got nothing to lose. Leave a kidney on the field. This is the type of game these guys better be playing to keep a damn job because these are the biggest games and they better have some boles 
some balls and make it so. This is a pride game. This is a game played for who's biggest boy, bad boy on the block. This is a game you want to do, like Marcel Reese said, you want to leave an impression for next year. Marcel, you guys, of course, wrap up the season now. Home against the Chiefs, then you're at San Diego, then home to the Broncos. So three divisional foes. In addition to the importance of finishing strong, when you're finishing your season with divisional games, is there a message maybe that you send even going into next season to other teams within your division? You have to send a statement to them. You got to beat them, and you got to beat them bad. You got to make them worry about you for the whole off season. And uh, you know, our, our goal is to make them make them feel the Raiders and make them make them know that you know the Raiders are are going to be a force to be reckoned with in uh, these next years to come. And uh, we we have to go out there and make a statement. You know, we're playing for our livelihood. We're playing for for each other. Uh, you know, it's it's not playoffs, obviously, unfortunately, but. Uh, but we are playing for each other, and we're playing for we're playing for our fans and, and our own livelihood. You want to leave an impression for next year, so that when the Kansas City Chiefs look at the Raiders on their calendar, they go, "Oh God, we got to see these guys. They they kicked our ass last year. We got beaten, bruised, and broken by these motherfuckers here in the black hole. That's what we want to see." That's the game I expect to see in Oakland on Sunday morning. Listen, man, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're all that and a bag of damn chips. Not really. They're beatable. It's happened. They're not that strong. And if we find the right combination of defensive plays, because I think our offense can score some goddamn points. I'm sure of it. It's our defense that Allen better fix this week, and those guys better be ready to frickin' play, and no excuses, man, because, listen, this year, yeah, they got all the excuses in the world. Blah, 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 we've got this, we got that. We got all these excuses, got a plate full of them. Next year, there's no fucking excuses. Next season, I don't want to hear about, well, you know, we had to do this. So we I, That's bullshit. Next year, we need to see some goddamn results in this team. And we make that statement this Sunday when the Kansas City Chiefs come to Oakland and they get their ass handed to them in a surprise victory and a surprise for everybody, I might say, when the Raiders beat the Chiefs at the Coliseum and have all the mediots with their eyebrows raised going, what happened to the Chiefs? Or... You know, there might be one guy, Howie Long, going, I picked the Raiders. I thought they could do it at home. That's what I'm looking at. We could beat these guys, man. I knew we could beat them before we came close. We can beat the Chiefs at home. It all depends on how our coaching, <laughs> our coaching staff gets it together and how our players leave it on the field. This is a no-value game, folks. This is where we'll see if our team has the heart to play goddamn football because this is for pride and it's for the bully on the motherfucking block that you could take to the bank. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. 
Let's hear it, folks. The bone line is on fire after that Jets game. There are a lot of pissed off Raider fans. Let me tell you. Don't forget to visit www.raidernationpodcast.com. Randy puts it down to put you up. Put you up and with all the information of the Raiders, what's going on, what's going on for sure every minute of the day. So thanks, Randy, for that, brother. Who's our first caller? And our first caller of the day is Big Will from the San Fernando Valley. I know it well, brother. What is going on? Yo, what's up, Ray Greg? Hey, man, Ray Randy, what's happening? Yo, first time, this is Big Will uh, from San Fernando Valley. Okay, L.A., so that people don't know. And it's, man, I got my gripes. Uh, this is my first time calling. But um, also, too, man, uh, I've been I've been listening to your podcast for a while, for quite some time. It's the only outlet that we have, you know. But first off, I'm gonna start off with the uh, I'm gonna start off with the owner, man. This dude, he's got he got to grow a pair of balls, man. I mean, I'm just gonna leave it at that. You know, his dad was a legend. Al Davis was the man, and uh, I'm gonna skip on to that. Let's go to the GM, man. I don't know about y'all, but I could do a better draft job than RGM. RGM stinks. This guy, man, he's been drafting bums. He's been getting sorry players. I mean, we've we been getting Green Bay's uh, droppings, man, for the past two years. This guy, he got to go, man. I mean, look at the draft. I mean, this is the guy who passed on Vontez Perfect, man. Anyways, hey, I was going to jump over to the head coach. Oh, snap. Look, this dude, at best, at best, he is a defensive coordinator, at best. Head coach, he ain't got it. I mean, this is where it goes back on. Uh, Mark Davis of getting rid of uh, uh, Hugh Jackson. I mean, put Hugh in as a as an offensive coordinator. But this, this dude, Allen, man, he is not, and I repeat, he is not head coach material. Defensive coordinator, at best. Defense have been playing really good. A few issues there, but hey, man, they've been playing really good. Quarterback, there is no quarterback controversy. Terrell Pryor is two years away from being great. Well, we'll say let's, two years away from being good, which I think he could be great. You know, he just needs two more years to really develop, uh, get his feet work going. You know, his thinking process it has to be automatic, man. You can't have to sit there and think about nothing. You have to know, hey, before the play comes up, yo, I'm going to hit this guy. Or what I'm seeing on the defense, I think they're going to show me this. But if this is open, I'm going to hit my guy. Wide receivers, man. You said the best. Fickle fingers. <laughs> I've been still laughing about that, man. Listen, these guys have been dropping everything. You know, I, what can you do? These guys are dropping everything. And, I mean, there's plays that need to be made, and these dudes are dropping it. So, I mean, you can't win like that, you know. Uh, McLevin's even been getting them the ball, but they've been dropping them. But like I said, next week I hit you guys up, man. I hit you up. I hit you up again, Raider Greg. Good looking out, man. Much love, and uh, hopefully I catch you guys at one of the games. Talk to you later. Look, man, I agree about Reggie. Now, Allen, I think we got to give him another year. I don't know, you know. Listen, the bottom line is they're both getting at least one more season. And maybe even two, regardless of what we say, 
But so far, you know, I got to say, most of the Raider Nation's probably feeling the same way about either one of them, Reggie or Allen. But uh, we got to wait and see one more year, man. <laughs> we just got to because that's what Mark Davis is saying. Our next caller is Raider Jeremy, and he's up there stuck in Seacock country. What's up, my man? Hello, Raider Nation. Uh, this is uh, Raider Jeremy in Seacock country. Uh, Raider Greg, I just wanted to uh, make a few comments. and um, You know, I was positive towards the beginning of the season. I think we've uh, really... Uh, performed well teams playing hard um yeah sure more wins but we've been in a hell of a lot more games than i thought we would be and and for everybody wanting to to fire the coaches and uh we we have 10 new 10 new guys on defense and our defense has been stellar this year for the most part i uh, give them another year sign the guys that are playing and uh we'll have some money let's see what what can what we can do uh next year with with a lot of cap room and um, a draft, and I, I think they, they deserve another year. Same with Reggie. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. So always stay positive and uh, appreciate the, the podcast. Uh, don't get a, a lot of um, Raider news, uh, just a lot of Seacock uh, fans walking around. So always supporting my Raider gear and uh, especially a lot of, a lot of gear for uh, the Seahawks right now, of course. But uh, – once they start losing again, that'll uh, that'll lessen. So keep up the good work, and uh, thanks a million. Well, there you have it, man, the positive side of the, of the realm. And I like it. I think that's a great idea. I think they're going to have a choice of who they want to keep. We have a big bunch of money in the bank. We got hopefully Reggie will pull his head out of his ass and draft some good linemen, some solid players that never been injured before. Let's hope so. Uh, he's done pretty good in free agency, however. I got to give him that. So, hey, you know, we're going to have to keep these guys for another year because Mark Davis said so. And so that's what's going to happen. And it's not a bad thing. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. It just makes me nervous when we're looking at another four-win season. Thank you for the call, brother. Good call. And our next caller, very familiar voice, my good brother. The Pennsylvania Raider. What's going on, my man? What's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Uh, I am here in East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. Took a bus trip. Shout out to my boy, uh, Raider Chris, Raider Tanya. They could not make it. Man, let me tell you, I'm here in the parking lot. There are more Raider fans than there are Jet fans. Man, it's unbelievable, man. You you talk about Raider Nation traveling. I mean, you always hear we take over wherever we go, greatest fans in the world, and you kind of just take it for granted. But, man, well, let me tell you, I'm here. Gorilla Rilla is here. I think his name's Dr. Death is here. Raider Juice is here. We, man, I've been, my Facebook has been lit up. I'm, I cannot keep up with the photos on Facebook of how many Raider fans are here. It is unbelievable. And let me tell you this, Nation, here on the East Coast, I mean, just to see this many like Raider fans, I have never been more proud to be a Raider fan than I am right now. 
and that's the truth. And uh, I was talking to my Border Raider, Chris. We are making a trip out to Oakland. There's no if ands, or buts about it. We're going to come to a game next year, meet, meet all you crazy motherfuckers out there at Oakland. Man, I can't wait. I'm so pumped, and this game didn't even start yet. I, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, kickoff's in about an hour, drinking some beers, having a good tailgate. Man, Raider Nation is alive and well on the East Coast, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, man, that's all I got. Let's try to get a Raider win and beat those J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Suck. Go Raiders. There's my man, Raider Chris, checking out the Raider Nation in the parking lot in New York. Something I didn't mention, and I should, and I will right now. Raider Chris brings it up, and you can see all over YouTube. Crusader Raiders in the house. Gorilla Rilla. I mean, Dr. Death. There was a bunch of Raider Nation there traveled from here, from England, from all over the world to go to that game. I mean, the Raider Nation shows up, man. And if you ever do a game, you got to go. And there's no place better than coming on home to the Mecca. I can't wait for you to go either, man. You got to come next year. Hopefully our team will be playing better. I know the game sucked to a point. But McGloin played well, I know that. And, well, I know you had a good time, brother. What a great testimony to the power of the Raider Nation. And next, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. What is going on, man? I know what's going on. Tell us, brother. Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Chris calling from Scranton, PA. Just got done watching another pathetic performance. Well, I should say on the defense anyways. Scoring that many points on the offense and we still lose this game. Jets most points scored since 2012. And oh yeah, did I mention we made Geno Smith like fucking Kaepernick out there? Fucking defense is pathetic. This whole coaching staff has to go. They're all a bunch of jokes. The GM's got to go. He's a fucking joke. Just like this team this year, they're a fucking joke. The defense, anyways. Uh, Matt McGloin, another pretty solid performance. Dumb interception. A few passes that were off the mark, but over 200 yards, two touchdowns. They can't can't knock the kid. Marcel Reese, balling like always. This Holmes guy's growing on me. I like this guy a lot. But this defense is, shouldn't be doing what they're doing. A lot, of, a lot of talent on that defense, but really not showing it at all. Just a pathetic performance on this, on this defense. And, uh, Playing for the draft. That's what we're doing. We're playing for the draft. I think this team quit a few weeks ago on the season, and we made the Jets look fucking tremendous out there. Bullshit. I'm pissed. My man Pennsylvania Raider went to the game. He was calling me up there. Uh, hopefully he's not beating a too too many fans up down there. But uh, I don't know. Disappointed in this team. I feel bad for the, the fans. And that's all I got to say about it. Just get ready for Kansas City and – that's that. So Raider Nation, I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. And the Raiders in the playoffs. Well, there you go. He called it out. He called it true. The defense laid down, opened up their butt cheeks and said, come on in. The weather's fine. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Everyone witnessed it. 27 points should uh, solidify a victory, especially over the freaking Jets. The Jets? Really? Uh, 
And our next caller is the Kansas City Raider. He's stuck there and <laughs> he's stuck there in red everywhere, I'm sure. Red and gold all over the town. Everybody's wearing it except him. He's got the right color, civil and black. What's happening, man? Hey, this is Kansas City Raider from Indiana. Um, listen, man, I am tired of seeing Dennis Allen destroy this team. McKenzie got to go. They all got to go. McFadden needs to go. We have no running game. We have no passing game. McGlowan is not the answer. McLovin, McLovin, McLovin who? Why is he even uh, even on the team? He wasn't drafted for a reason, guys. Everybody's on his bandwagon. Oh, he's the next one. We said this last week about Trail Pryor. Come on, guys. Let's be honest. Let's go draft us a quarterback. Let's go and get Gruden back. Yes, everybody says Gruden's not coming back, but everybody knows that's the place where he wants to coach at. Let's go pay big money for a head coach that has Super Bowl contender ways of coaching. Let's stop doing this mediocre football team that we have now and get some real players. I'm sorry. This is not how I wanted to have this conversation, but I am watching this game, and I'm really sick to my stomach. The Raiders is not the way the Raiders are. I'm over this. I'm out. I know. I felt the same way watching that game. I've calmed down now. I've grabbed my senses and understand the reality of the situation. But I feel your pain, and I did feel it during that game. That uh, You got a lot of right answers there. We have a long way to go in one year. We'll see. Thanks for the call, man. Our next caller, Raider Keith from Sonora. First-time caller. Hey, man, let me just say, first-time callers, thank you very much, man. That takes a lot to pick up the phone. I don't know why, but it does, and I appreciate it. What's up, man? Raider Nation podcast, first-time caller, Keith from Sonora. Uh, embarrassing, flat-out embarrassing. The whole team, the whole coaching staff just needs to be junked, trashed. Extra four days to prepare for a bad Jets team, and they make them look like world beaters, like Peyton Manning and the Broncos or something. It's terrible. I would rather be getting beat 38-20 to the Broncos. At least they're a good team. Allen, Tarver, all of them, they, it's gone. You might as well restart from scratch again. Get rid of all of them. No problem, brother. But listen, they're not going anywhere. Everyone's staying, from what I can see. And we're stuck for another year. So let's just see what happens. I'm just as pissed. I was furious uh, at that game. Unbelievable loss to a buffoonery, blown out, you know, overhyped Jets team. Uh, that didn't do shit for three games? That just is some bullshit. And next we have the 3-6-0. Rita. Calling from Bellingham, Washington. What is up, brother? What's going down, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. The 3-6-0 Raider calling in from Bellingham, Washington. Uh, about five and a half minutes left in this game. Man... I don't know. I, I don't know what, what to make of this team anymore. It's looking like we're going to go 4-12. and 12. 
Um, I don't know if we're going to pick up another one, another win here uh, to close this one out. Uh, I think Reggie McKenzie, he's on the hot seat. I don't think he should come back. I don't want to see that that redheaded fool picking up uh, picking up any more draft picks. He, he fucked up last year, and then the year before that, he didn't really have too many draft picks. I don't. We don't need him fucking up another draft for us. Uh, it's hard to say what we got as far as uh, a quarterback. Um, I don't know if McLoin's the guy. I don't know if Pryor's the guy. I don't know if there's somebody, some other guy that's out there uh, that's gonna that's gonna be quarterback. Maybe a draft, maybe in the draft, or maybe a free agent guy. But we definitely got to use Marcel Reese more. Um, I like uh, like what we've seen with him. Uh, you know. It'd be interesting to see uh, what you know what we're going to do here in the off season. You know, my expectations of this team came into the year with without any expectations. They were surprising surprising at times, and you know now you, you know now they they look shitty. You know, it's like the Raiders we've been expecting in the last ten years. I'm just like the rest of the Raider Nation, fucking sick of losing, uh, sick of looking like a bunch of buffoons, sick of being the uh, the doormat for the rest of the NFL, but you know our time is going to come, and then all of a sudden, all these other Raider fans that jump ship are going to be uh, running the silver and black. And you know what? I'll be the first ones to kick their ass off that bandwagon. Uh, I love my Raiders. I love the Raider Nation. Uh, silver and black till I die. You know, 0 and 16 or 16 and 0. Win, lose, or tie, Oakland Raiders till I die. And I'm out. Well, that was nice perspective because I think that's pretty much what everybody did think, too. We had no expectations. What the hell? Then all of a sudden we saw flashes of brilliance, some great games, some excitement, something to get your blood going. And then now at the end of the year, looks like we're going to crap on ourselves like we have for the last few seasons. It's disappointing. I'd like to think that we could pull up one more W. This was the one I thought we could do. So the, anything, if we, if we get a W the rest of the year, I will be fully surprised because I don't know if this team has it in them. But we'll see next year because we're going to get the same draft pick that this guy did last season, I think. I think his draft picks blow ass, and he better start figuring it out quick. Thanks for the call, man. Our next caller is Autumn Wynn Williams. Very good caller, man. What is up? I know it's emotional. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Autumn Wynn Williams, man. I am dying for next year. This shit is supposed to be off for 2013. I'm ready for 2014 because I don't like the way this shit is happening. We got players just they got coordinated, defense and offense. Defense was doing well for a while, but today, the, the shit I've seen today, it, it doesn't make sense. We let Geno Smith, of all quarterbacks, rush for a fucking touchdown? Are you kidding me? Man, the, the Jets of all, all teams, all 32 teams, is beating us right now. 37 to 20 in the fourth quarter. I'm speaking to you right now on fourth and eight. Let's see what they're going to do. 
They better get a fucking touchdown right now. Here we go. McGlowing. Throw the fucking ball. And we still didn't get the fucking touchdown. Man, this is making me mad right here. But anyway, I guess it's first and go. I just need to give a shout out to y'all. Thank you for the podcast, by the way. Never said that before, but I really appreciate this podcast because y'all keep it real. All right, rate it up, y'all. 2014, we doing business. Yeah, it was a painful game, but I, I like the last part of your call. 2014, we're going to be doing business. I totally agree. There's no excuses then. There's nothing they can say except for pack your shit if you're not getting it done. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller, my man, Raider Mike from Tampa, Florida. It's been a while. I love your calls. I can't wait to hear this one. What is up? Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Tampa, Florida. Calling you about this Jets-Raiders game. Um, I just, it, it's, it's got, it's coaching. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is, it is coaching. Uh, you know, the switching of quarterbacks, that threw the rhythm off of the game. You know, either go with Pryor or go with McGlone. I guess, you know, uh, you don't switch up in the first quarter, put Pryor in one series and take him out and then go back to McGlone. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I don't know what you were trying to prove. I could see if we were, you know, McGlone through a couple picks or just wasn't into the game and you yank him. But that was one. Number two, I see our defense of coordinator, Jason Tarver is starting to be a joke now. He started off strong, but everybody's figured him out. His schemes are so predictable. Uh, our defense was our strong point. Now it's one of our weak points now. We can't stop anybody. Can't stop the run. Can't stop the pass. On third down, we get shredded every time. We can't stop anybody. It has come down to coaching. Uh, and also another point I saw in this game, fourth quarter, three, four, four minutes left in the game, yeah, of course, we're down by three touchdowns. We're driving the ball, and we're not even trying to win the game. There's no clock management, no hurry-up offense, nothing to show, hey, we're trying to win. Just run our basic offense all the way down the field. And I'm sure Mac McGlone has run the two-minute drill practice. So Dennis Allen, Jason Tarver, Greg Olson have to go. Mark Davis, you've got to do something about this. This is unbelievable because us as Raider fans – you know, we've dealt with enough the last 10 years. We deserve better than this. This is just unbelievable. This coaching is horrible. I mean, we there is talent here because we're hanging in the games. We're in most of these games except, well, today I don't know if you can count this one. But majority of games we've been in, we've been in games. We've been, been in position, excuse me, to win these games. And the coaches need to put the right schemes and put the right situations. You can't blame them. I know the players that play play. But our players are not that bad where we can win at least most of these close games. And it's just coaching. And I feel for my boy Money Man has spoken because I'm sure he's livid about what they did the prior. And it's, it's, it is deliberate now what Dennis Allen is doing now. He's showing his true colors. And not so much for that he needs to go. I just think he just needs to go. He's not the right guy. None of these guys on this coaching staff, I don't know what Reggie McKenzie was thinking, 
and he's on a short lease too. If I was Mark Davis, I would, you know, I would just be extremely disappointed. But we'll see. But something's got to be done. I know we don't want to go through this every two, three years, but it's just unbelievable. Raider Nation for life. Peace. Yes, you brought up a point that I did not bring up in my post-game because I was fucking furious. But, yes, why do you change quarterbacks for a series? Why do you do that, not only to the team, but to the player? I got nothing against Pryor. Uh, That was stupid. If you're going to put Pryor in, put him in for the whole fucking game. Let him play the football game. Let him win it or lose it. You can't do that, and you can't do it to McLoin. I don't believe we got the say, the right guy as quarterback, period. I just don't know yet. But And and Reggie and Allen, uh, I, I don't know, man. I just don't think – I think it's an experiment gone bad. But like I've been saying the rest of this show, they're staying. They're learning on us. They're learning how to be coaches, I guess, because a lot of this buffoonery – it just shouldn't happen. And I agree. I knew you have some good wisdom, brother. Nice to hear your call, man. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, a familiar voice, Matty Raider <laughs> from New York, brother. He went to the game. He's going to let us know exactly how he felt. What's up? Hey, what up, fellas? It's Matty Raider. Albany, New York, calling you after the Jets debacle that I just went to. Thank goodness I went with uh, family and friends. I'm so, oh, I'm so fucking angry right now. Let me just start. Uh, the tailgate was great. A lot of Raider fans, man. Uh, pretty, pretty good showing when the third, I'd say, of the stadium, the visiting stadium is full of Raider fans. Got to our seats, and uh, I look over, and I see Keith Smith. <laughs> The Crusader Raiders so I went over. Matt Keith, what a great guy. Took a picture with him. Uh, what a nice gentleman. Outstanding. Really nice to meet you, Keith. I'm glad I got the chance. Okay, going to the game. Uh, another game. We completely got outcoached. The fucking Jets uh, outcoached us. Rex got our number. It was a joke. 37-27 wasn't that close. Um, you know, I know you guys, you know, I'll watch the game anyways. Um Horrible play calling, vanilla play calling, bullshit play calling, fucking Reese up the gut, first uh, down every series. It's ridiculous. Yeah, 10 fucking days to prepare for this game. Uh, the Jets are terrible. Um, I have the misfortune of seeing the Jets on local coverage all the time. They're a fucking awful football team. Um, but to be perfectly honest, we're a fucking awful football team. I want Dennis Allen fucking gone. I don't care if the guys play hard. I don't care if it's a three-year plan. I don't care about any of that fucking shit. I want this guy fucking gone. You can take fucking Olsen with him. You got lots of cap room. You need to get a real fucking coach to coach these guys. I don't care that we got bargain basement players. I don't care if we got cast-offs, whatever. They're still NFL fucking players, and you can put them in positions to make plays. I mean, Reese is a fucking all-pro. His streeter catches everything they fucking throw to him. McGloin's fucking ducks that he's throwing to him. The guy's fucking catching him. You know what I mean? He's going over the middle, catching him. You know, it's just, I want this guy gone. Open up your fucking checkbook. Get fucking Gruden in there. Get fucking Jack Del Rio from Denver to coach our team. Get Lovey Smith. Call him back. Get a real fucking coach. I'm so tired of this shit. 
It's all about coaching because, these are, like I said, it's still NFL players. I'm so fucking angry, man. I'm so tired of paying fucking money, seeing this team fucking lose. You know what? I'm going to die hard fan, man, and I'm going to continue to, you know, support my team. But, you know, you, you, you know, we talk about it all the time. You mark on your calendar. I'm going to go to a Raiders game. It's like the time I get to go to a Raiders game. You know, you got your family, you got bills, you got everything you got to do, but you make it a point to support your team, and your fucking team let you down with fucking pathetic fucking bullshit, man. A fucking decade of this shit. I'm so fucking sick of it, man. All right, man. That's it. I, I, I need to go calm down. I need a drink. I need to go calm down. I need a drink. Says it all, man. No, you have a great rant. Everything you say is fully legitimate, and we all feel it. But it ain't going to happen. Mark Davis already said it. Just We just have to hold on and see what happens another season. Honestly, I don't know why we don't change the entire staff right now. We got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Another 412 season. Next year, we'll have all the money in the world. Why not? Why didn't we bring in Lovey Smith right at the end of the... We could have hired him, fired Allen. <laughs> I think Mark doesn't want to pay Allen his money, doesn't want to pay Reggie his money. That's a lot of it, too. Man, what can I say? Next year, maybe. Who knows? Thanks for the call, man. Next, my good brother, H.D. Raider in Orange County. I love this rant, too. I love you guys. <laughs> this is how I felt, too, man. I just love it. What's going on, man? HG Raider here in Orange County. Man, that looked like bullshit today. You know what, man? I got a message for you, Mark Davis. Just sell, baby. Just sell that goddamn team that somebody is not going to come out and be afraid to bring in a coward, to br- not be afraid to bring in a goddamn rude GM, not be afraid to you, – you got a goddamn D.A. Allen scared as shit on the sidelines. It looked like a deer in fucking headlights. What the fuck was that bullshit that he pulled with McGlown and, and Pryor in the first fucking goddamn quarter? That was some stupid-ass bullshit. Rich Gannon could, could not stop. Harper on that all goddamn day long. You guys, we got a jackass for a fucking head coach. No wonder they get an annual four wins every year. Man, it needs to be some change in Oakland, and the only change I see is that, that team gets out of the hands of the Davises and somebody who's got some goddamn money and some passion for football because they don't have it in Oakland anymore. I'm out, man. That was an all-time classic rant. I love it. Everything you said, just sell, baby. That's funny, brother. We'll see. Things should get better. I sure hope so. Great call, man. Our next caller is Raider Mike from the Raider Fan Podcast. Let me say this. His videos are epic. They're awesome. Check him out on YouTube. He's got a great thing, man. I love his passion. He is an awesome fan, a good friend, and a good dude. My friend Raider Mike, what is up, man? Raider Greg, <clears throat> this is Raider Mike, yes, from the Raider Fan Podcast, you know, your buddy, your your old-time buddy that you forgot about, yeah, me, hey, I just wanted to call in because, you know, I've been listening to your shows and listening to your callers and, and how everybody's just so high on uh, Matt McGlowan, yeah, 
the the mediocrity quarterback that he is. Um, well, I mean, I know he's everybody's savior. I mean, he's Mr. Three Touchdowns, uh, Zero Interceptions. But when you look at the overall picture, what is he really, Greater Greg? What is he really? One and three. Yes, Mr. Three Touchdowns, Zero Interceptions is one and three. This team is one and four without prior starting. One and four without prior starting. They're three and five when he does start. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder who gives us a better chance to win. But having said all that, Raider Greg, I could care less about the quarterback thing anymore. It's old. It's tired. I can give a fucking shit. All right? What really pisses me off is that the Raider fan base has finally hit lowing expectations, and that is uh, commitment to mediocrity. Yeah. There's no longer commitment to excellence. Everybody's satisfied with commitment to mediocrity. Yes, Dennis Allen, everyone's boy that everyone was praising and kissing his feet like helpless little creatures. Yeah, he's 8 and 21. 8 and 21, dude. 8 and 21. Okay? He's 8 and 21 with Al's guys last year, Palmer, who uh, threw 4,000 yards last year. And he's 8 and 21 with Reggie's guys and Reggie's draft picks, CO Moore, uh, Hayden, uh, you know, all these pickups, Roach. These are Reggie's guys, dude. And they're still 8 and 21. Greg, please, do me a favor after you hear this call. I want to hear you say it. 21 losses, brother. 21 losses, dude. That is a full 16-game season of losing. That's like going 16 straight losses and then tack on another five on top of that. Boy, that's awesome, man. Dennis sounds awesome, man. Our future looks great, brother. I can't wait, man. It's commitment to mediocrity. Or better yet, it's not just win, baby, anymore. It's just lose and wait, baby. Just lose and wait. It will come, won't it? 8-21, and 21, man. Dennis Allen's won eight games. He's equaled. Hugh Jackson's win total with Al's guys, okay, Al's guys, all right, eight wins, and it took him almost two seasons to get to eight wins. <laughs> dude, this is a fucking joke, dude. They can't be a winning team. Their, their, their draft picks suck, all right? They all suck. They need to leave. Uh, you know, I, I could give my, uh, you know, suggestions, but, but you know, everyone's just going to shoot them down because, you know what, you know, th- it's not realistic. You know, John Gruden's not coming back, blah, blah, blah. I've heard all the same bullshit from every Raider fan. I'm just going to say from now on, Raider Greg, anyone who accepts 21 losses isn't an old-school Raider fan. They're the new modern-day Raider fan, the new era Raider fan. Commitment to mediocrity and just lose and wait, baby. Much love for you, Raider Greg. You know you're my homie. I'm out.
Well, I don't think I understand your angle, but I, if I do, let me just say this. I don't think anybody in the Raider Nation wants mediocrity. I think we're all fucking pissed off. We're angry. We, we want the coach fired. We want the GM fired. Listen, you heard the whole, the rest of the show. All the other callers are saying the same thing. Nobody is happy with the amount of wins we've had under this regime. Nobody. Me included. However, this is the plan. This is Mark Davis's grand plan to bring the Raiders back to wherever they have to be. Hopefully, <laughs> winning. But he is stepped away. This is the first thing he said all year. As much as you think that we're all happy with Allen, we're not all happy. We know he's got to get another chance, another season, with a better draft pick, we hope, with some decent free agents, I hope, and we keep the right guys. Hey, listen, last year the Chiefs won two games. They're going to the playoffs this season. You're going to say because they got a new coach and new. Yeah, they got a new coach. But I'm just saying that's the NFL. It can change over a year. So let's just see what happens. I mean, I'd love to have brought in Lovey Smith, bro. It didn't happen. We, we got what we got. The Raider Nation is not uh, all about mediocrity, bro. You know that. Shit, you've been in the parking lot with me. You see what you see. We're not happy with this team or with the coaching staff. Nobody is. I love your call, man. You are my bro. Now, I don't know who this next caller is, but he is a funny motherfucker. You got to listen to it because it is, it is so, so fucking classic. Listen to this guy. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, um, uh, so uh, injuries for today, uh, we got uh, Branch has an ankle, uh, um, McFadden ankle, uh, Jennings, uh, uh, he's probable, um, well, you know, just got to say right up front that, uh, you know, the boys played hard, they played real hard today. And, uh, you know, this post game, this post game conference is just a little bit different than the rest because, you know, we haven't seen anything like this all year. You know, the, the Jets weren't who we thought they were. Okay, guys. And at the end of the day, you know, we're just going to put this under the, under the mat. We got the Chiefs coming up. Okay. We're not even worried about this game. Chiefs are right around the corner. And me being your head coach, Coach Dennis Allen here, right behind the podium, I know that we are progressing. You know, we're going down some work. We're going to put Pryor in. Pryor is not working. Or maybe, hey, maybe even Pryor, you know, he maybe he'll lead a scoring drive. But, you know, McGlow is our quarterback now. So, but then maybe we'll try Pryor for another scoring drive. And then maybe we'll just bring McGowan back in. And then maybe McGowan can bitch about being called. And maybe Pryor will come back again, you know. 
at the end of the day, those are the choices I have to make. And when you ask me questions at the post-game conference, those are the questions I will avoid, okay? Being a coach in the NFL, it ain't easy, okay, guys? I need five years to turn this thing around. And I know, Raider Nation, I know it might sound dark and depressing. I know you've had a decade since Chucky left. But at the end of the day, I'm Coach Allen, and I know what's best for each and every one of you. Whether you've got skulls on your faces, and whether you're clacking bones up in the upper levels because you can't afford to get down to the lower levels, you can't sit your ass in that seat. Whatever it is, Raider Nation, Coach Allen has your best interest. And at the end of the motherfucking day, I just don't know what to say anymore. Go Raiders. This is Coach Allen signing out. Thanks, guys. At the end of the motherfucking day is the best. <laughs> that is fucking classic, brother. That was classic. And next, not the myth, but the man. Money Man has spoken. Rita. What you got, brother? Yeah. This Money Man has spoken. Rita. Oh, now we know. We have seen the light, Raider Greg, on two truths. You heard it. Your caller from the other week came out and said that people are going out saying that Dennis Allen is a racist. He is biased toward Terrell Pryor. He has treated him unfairly. I've been telling you that for the longest, but you didn't want to believe me. So where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm not the only one seeing this. All you got to do is open your eyes to see the truth because it's staring right at you. The man has been holding Terrell. He has done some things that's just outlandish, has showed blatant favoritism toward Matt McGloin. I pointed all that out a couple of weeks ago, but nobody wanted to listen. Nobody wanted to give a damn, but that's okay. You see it now. Whether you want to recognize it, acknowledge it, that's up to you, but it's right there. But I'm going to go on to something else. Dennis Allen. The defense has quit on him. I said that last week, but I didn't get it in in time. But they quit on him, and you know why they quit on him? Because he threw their asses up under the bus Thanksgiving Day. Yes, he did. He threw them up on the bus to protect his quarterback, Matt McGloin's pathetic performance in the second half. He's going to try to blame it all on the defense. Well, if you look at all the three and outs he had, the crucial interception he had, the fumble he had right there in front of the damn end zone, then whose fault is it really? Three goddamn points in the second half? Okay. that Blame that on the defense on for three points in the second half. Yeah, right. But they done quit on his ass, and I saw it coming. And now it's time for Mark Davis to pull out the projector and point out, the fact that this son bitch is not the answer. Let's go get Shaw from Stanford, out of offensive coordinator from Seattle. Bring them in here and let's get a quarterback. I am well. Yeah, we need a quarterback too. I hate to say it, we got to have a backup quarterback. Uh, bring in a quarterback that's gonna compete because Terrell ain't ready, but he can get ready. McGloin is an adequate player, 
I give him that. He adequate, but I don't see him as being the answer either. A good backup. And let's bring in a quarterback. We don't need to draft one. Forget that. That's a waste of time. We ain't going to be in the spot to draft a good one, so no need doing that. We can at least wait until next year. But we got to get rid of Dennis Allen first and foremost. Get rid of his ass because he has lost his team regardless of what they say. The team is don't give a shit about him. Just like they did Hugh Jackson when he screwed when he sat there and screwed him around when they lost that playoff possibility game. Yeah, time to get rid of his ass now. Let's do it. I'm tired of this shit. The Jets, the Jets, you lost against the fucking Jets. And you got Kansas City, Denver, and San Diego, those three games, and you think you're going to win any of those? No. We're going to get our ass busted all three trying to put McGloin out there. Regardless of what you say, he cannot beat those teams. The only team he can beat is Houston. And you know that damn well, that's the Cyrus goddamn team in the league drafting number one overall this coming up May. So let's try to get something done. Let's go ahead and just evaluate these players. Hopefully they'll do that shit. At least they got enough sense to do that because you know goddamn well you're not making the playoffs. Just try to evaluate, see what you got, keep what you want, get rid of the shit that you don't. And in saying that, Red Greg, I'm out. Anybody who calls out for the projector <laughs> gets on this show, man, because those projector days are gone, classic though they were. No, man, Allen ain't going nowhere. We ain't getting no coaches from Stanford. And who knows who we're going to draft because Reggie's going to run the show. We got another season, brother. Whether we like it or not, uh, we can complain about it. I love the you pointing out the facts. It's just the facts, man. So <laughs> uh, bring out the projector classic. And now it's time for Mark Davis to pull out the projector. <laughs> I love it. And next, 1375 Reader up in the house. What's going on, man? Raider Greg, what's going on? Sir King 75. Man, I've been in a in a in a depressive depressive state lately, man. I've I've been in a slump. I just this is this has been a total, total disappointment uh the entire season. Being that it is a development season, I still I didn't see anything develop. I haven't seen anything develop. I, we're sitting at the same record, four and twelve, is, or will be probably four and twelve as we were last year. Uh, same situation, man. Same Dennis Allen. Uh, Greg Olson hasn't added anything spectacular, anything new, anything spicy. Uh, I was happy to see Terrell come in, but for one drive. I mean, and he did some good things. For one, he didn't fumble the ball, which has been going on with Matt McGloin. He didn't throw a pick, which has been going on with Matt McGloin. Uh, Matt McGloin fumbled twice in this game. Uh, he fumbled last series, and he's been throwing picks. Why is it different? Why is Matt McGloin able to make mistakes, uh, uh, you know, and they're, uh, they're forgiven? They're looked over. Whereas when Terrell makes him, he's the, he's the worst QB in the whole league. Now, I'm not talking about a quarterback controversy, and I'm not going tit for tat. I'm not saying that Matt McGloin is better than Terrell or Terrell is better than Matt. I like both of them, but I do like a fair shake. And, 
you know, and I did see some scramble action out of McGloin, which was pretty good. Uh, you know, I like I like a lot of things about McGloin, but I like a lot of things about Terrell too. And I know that they're both rookies; they're both growing and developing. But I just I don't understand that they should have given Terrell a shot to run that game. You know, I mean that's that's the picture he was painting at first. Dennis Allen is a very deceptive dude, uh, and I think with him being a, a rookie head coach, what gives him the right to um, you know jurisdict how a rookie season should go? You know what I mean? Even though he's a head coach, he's just as much as a rookie as Terrell is or as Matt McGloin is. My thing is. You know, he 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 fooled us, uh, had us uh, believing that he was going to stand behind Terrell and run with him. I understand Terrell got the injury, and then he put in McGloin, okay. But then once Terrell was, uh, you know, had healed up and was ready to go, he abandoned him. You know, what kind of a coach is that? Look how bad Geno Smith has sucked for most of the season, and they stand behind him no matter what. Then he comes in. And 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 we make him look like he's the best quarterback, rookie quarterback of the season. It's just it's disgusting. Dennis Allen should be fired. Oh, Greg Olson should be fired. If I if, man, if you were on the phone, if Mark Davis on the phone, Mark, I'm telling you, get rid of Dennis Allen and Greg Olson. You're gonna keep seeing the same thing, no matter what. Seventy million dollars in cap space, whatever it is, it's gonna be the same damn thing over and over and over again. And we're tired of it. As Raider Nation, we're tired of it. I, I, I wasn't going to even call in at first, Raider Nation, but yeah, I just got to give my props, uh, and I appreciate the, the uh, you know, the, the, the podcast. I appreciate the, the takes on, you know, from, from different uh, brothers, you know, in the, in the, in the silver and black. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of love and uh, admiration for this organization, but they, they, they're failing me. They're letting me down and disappointing me, and I think we deserve more than that for as loyal and, and diehard as we are as fan base. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, check out, and uh, I guess hopefully one of these games will get a win. If not, you know, hey, it won't be a big surprise. All right, Red Greg, I'm out. I thought the whole thing about bringing Pryor in for one series is horse shit. I think you should give him another game. Fuck, we're not going to lose. Where are we going to go? we got nowhere to go. It's time to let the man out there and give him some experience, see what he can do, push him in these extreme games. Throw him in against Denver. Put him against San Diego. Put him against Kansas City. But let him play a whole game. McGloin has showed us what he is. Shit, we got to find out what Pryor is. Our receivers got to get used to both these guys. Who knows? We ain't going nowhere. Give them a chance. That's what I say, too. Uh, the, the coach is the coach until they get rid of his ass. And they'll have to get rid of the general manager, too. But it ain't going to happen because Mark Davis already said it wasn't. Thanks for the call, brother. The Raider Nation has spoken. <laughs> I love it. Listen, we got three more games this season. All of our rivals, are, our hated division rivals, are coming up in a row. We're at the bottom. Let's see if we can make some shakes and some moves, man. Let's see if we can beat these damn Chiefs. uh, We hope we just make them choke. We put Alice Smith's face in the ground. We beat him at home before, man. We beat him before. Let's do it again. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.